We finally have a Cleveland Browns 2022 schedule, a soft September week one in Carolina, the Jets, the Steelers, the Falcons. You close the season with the Washington Commanders on the road and the Pittsburgh Steelers once again on the road. But that stretch in between 11 games, excluding the Houston Texans, a slippery slope to say the least. We break it all down. Your Cleveland Browns 2022 schedule on the latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, show itself at Locked On Browns, follow back account. Uh, always appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're following and subscribed to the Locked On Browns podcast it's official. We have a 2022 Cleveland Browns schedule. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated's Browns Digest is in the house. We will break it down, give some thoughts here. Um, certainly some thoughts certainly come to notion, and I'm sure Pete and I will get to that as we get into this. Starting it off week one, Cleveland Browns for maybe the first time, <laughs> certainly since I've been hosting this show, maybe try to go 1-0 and with a trip down to the Carolina Panthers and um, if you're interested in this, folks, um, you know, already Browns four and a half point favorites. Week one in Carolina. Week two, the Jets come to uh, the Jets come to town. Brown season opener. Week two against New York Jets. Early short week. Week three, uh, Browns Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, prime time affair with that one. Steelers coming to Cleveland Thursday night football. Week four, Browns travel to the Atlanta Falcons. Week five. Chargers come to Cleveland. Week six, Patriots come. Uh, week seven, Browns first meeting with the Baltimore Ravens. Week eight, Cincinnati Bengals into Cleveland for Monday Night Football. Um, by week, week nine, perfectly placed right in the middle of the season. Uh, week 10, Dolphins come to Miami. Week 11, the Browns go to the Buffalo Bills. Week 12, Buccaneers come to Cleveland, 13. Browns go down to Texans. Maybe Deshaun Watson going back to his old stomping grounds. Week four, your second Bengal game is the Browns travel south to Cincinnati. Week 15, Baltimore Ravens come to Cleveland. Week 16, Christmas Eve game. You will have the New Orleans Saints coming to Cleveland. Week 17, Browns go down to face the Washington Commanders. Week 18, Browns close out the 2022 regular season with a trip to Pittsburgh and the Steelers. Uh, you know, look, games can always be moved. Um, the later Raven game um, is a is scheduled for December 17th, December 18th. Obviously, that game, if it turns out to be meaning something, certainly could be flexed into a primetime position. Pete, first thing for me, and I've seen you already been a little bit on social media with this, is Two primetime affairs. Um, look, this team is good. A lot of people think this – I'm sorry, this team looks like it's going to be good. A lot of people feel that there are legitimate expectations for the 2022 Cleveland Browns. But there is obviously sort of a black cloud hanging over all of this. Browns, if there wasn't maybe this black cloud, certainly could have been in line for a lot more primetime games 
Um, but for now, Cleveland Browns, two primetime games, uh, Thursday Night Football with the Steelers and a Monday Night Affair with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, look, you get the bare minimum you can get as a team is two primetime games. The Browns have two primetime games, one Thursday, one one uh, was that Monday night. You either get a Sunday night or a Monday night. Uh, so the Browns are bare minimum. Not only that, they've got 13 1, p- 1 p.m. starts, and they may get two more. The folks aren't even going to be home from pop order yet, Pete, but go ahead. <laughs> they don't want – the NFL – look, the NFL and particularly their network partners, the message is pretty clear. They do not want to have to talk, spend one extra second more than they absolutely have to talking about the Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, and, and at this point you have two games where you are going to have to delve into it and it's not fun, but it has to happen is the only way to be reasonably fair to the subject matter. It's the story. Um, whatever happens with this season, that is the story. The the suspension is immaterial. Whether or not he's suspended doesn't even matter. That part of this is going to going to happen. Either it's now framed around the suspension, or he's not suspended. And the question the now the the discussion is well, he should be, or maybe he shouldn't be. Um, so it's it's the whole thing. And you know, depending on that, you know, you you get you know a reasonable start. Uh, to this thing that sort of lets you ease into it. But that gets a lot harder if he's suspended. So um, wherever you come out on the schedule, the entire thing is Deshaun Watson. There's no question about it. And look, you have certain sponsors that, you know, certainly, um, you know, are – concerned um certainly there's networks concerned i uh, you know there are analysts who are going to have to break this down speak about this and not truly having answers so it's a delicate slope as you know we've talked about this and it's been minimal um because of this um with what's going on with the cleveland browns and their acquisition of deshaun watson um eight or one there's people who and i've gotten messages and i, I understand and this goes back to my first tweet about this i believe it was march 18th was when the acquisition was actually made of sean watson friday uh, march 18th friends don't want to hear it and i've gotten messages saying if you know if there's a segment on deshaun watson i've turned it off look i i can't control whether or not you're going to stay here um and i have to try and be as sympathetic to every listener and understand and, and I, I think i've done a pretty good part of that to this point um and it's going to be interesting even more so, Pete, if the Browns go on a run and say the Browns, you know, take a two, three game lead and they hold that lead maybe till after the bye week. And now we start to getting to that point where games are being put up to be flexed, you know, into, you know, more premium slots, the 425 slot on a Sunday. Obviously, the Sunday night games are all things at that juncture. Um, that's going to become a really interesting and difficult scenario for the NFL because straight football fans who just watch the product and, you know, don't let things off the field affect them would like to see those games maybe put into better positions. But the NFL is going to be put in a position where maybe they're going to have to make decisions. And even though they don't want to, maybe you're going to have to. Uh, it's possible. Here's the thing. Um, 
you know, and I'll be the first one to admit it. Like last year, I predicted that this team was going to go 13 and four. Um, they clearly didn't. At the same point, I would be very cautious to be super pumped about how good this team can be. Um, not only do you have the potential for suspension, um, and, and obviously the roster is still evolving, but this team has one starting defensive lineman. One. They have nothing there at this point. So they have to fix these things. That's in addition to the fact that the Browns have not played together. They have brought in Deshaun Watts, who's obviously super talented. They brought in Amari Cooper. He's a very good player. They've done a lot of tweaking. They brought in David Bell. They've brought in all these other players, and they have to sort of figure this out. So if Watson's suspended, yes, they're going to be able to practice and some other stuff, but then he may be gone for a, a month, a month and a half, two months, and then you have to sort of figure this thing out again. That's a huge adjustment. And the part of the schedule I look at, look, I get it. You look at the first couple games and you go Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons. You go yeah, let's go. And and you know, <laughs> September going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but even you know, if you if you're rolling out Jacoby Brissett, you have zero gimmies. <clears throat> you have you you have to pray you will go 3 and 1 at that point. Um anything less than that and and you're already in a hole. Because the immediate thing that jumps out to me on this schedule is week 5 to week 15. The Browns played 9 games, 7 teams all four games against the Bengals and Ravens and everyone except the Texans expects to be in the playoffs expects it. And they've all been there. Look at this. You're dealing with the chargers and the Patriots granted they're at home. The Browns lost to both of these teams last year and they got humbled by the Patriots. They then go on the road to play the Ravens, which, you know, who knows what that team will look like now. If all their guys are healthy, they have to play the Bengals on Monday night. Then they get their bye week. Great. Nice little breather. Then they get to go on the road to play Miami, on the road to play the Bills, home against the Buccaneers. They get maybe a breather against the Texans, but that's that becomes the must-win of all must-win games in this in this stint. And then they have to go on the road to the Bengals and at home against the Ravens. Like that is awful. That's the whole that's the schedule to me. That is that nine-game stretch is going to determine where this football game football team goes. Even if they win, let's say for the sake of argument, that they were to win the entire month of September and win against the Commanders and the Steelers, that is six wins. They may need 12 games. They may need 12 victories Seven. to get yep. into the postseason. That's how brutal this stretch is. So it's, 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 a, it's a bloodbath. And – that doesn't account for any injuries. Obviously, the Browns had more than their fair share last year, but there's just so many sort of balls in the air with this thing that that aspect of the schedule is brutal. If Watson is not suspended and the NFL determines, look, we're not going to get any meaningful answers and our investigation isn't declarative enough to decide that we can make that move, then maybe that first month really lets the Browns sort of get prepared for that 10-week murder horn but if it doesn't it's still going to be tough and again all these teams that i mentioned other than you know the dolphins a little bit are bringing back virtually the same teams so they know who they are and they know what they're doing the browns don't have that advantage so i, I would be very cautious like my prediction at this point i had to send something in for nation is 10 and 7 and that's because i'm assuming there's a suspension i would say that maybe becomes 12 and five, maybe 13 and four, 
um, with with Watson um, the whole way because I think he's worth two to three victories. But if you're 10 and seven, I, I doubt you're making the postseason. So it's brutal. 10 and seven. I mean, you know, 10 and seven, when you're talking about the possibility of, you know, most likely three AFC West teams making the playoffs. Um, and it, would 10 and seven be good enough to get the division? I mean, because ideally this is all about, I mean, you do not want to get yourself into an opportunity here in the AFC where you are playing for a wild card. Um, way too risky. Um, just, you know, the way it's lined up this year, um, you know, you would have felt a little bit better if Tom Brady had stayed retired, maybe a little bit more confident in the Buccaneers game. Um, we're going to get to this a little bit more in depth and start breaking this down a little bit. Obviously, you know, the falling of the AFC North games and stuff like that. All stuff we're going to break down here for you. Your latest Lockdown Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd, Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith, along for your ride. You all should know about Rock Auto. They've been here for years with us. But if you don't, maybe now is the time. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to low, uh, for your local cha- auto parts chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your model an LX? Is it an EX? Is it a V6? But is it a V6 turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computers, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's family-owned business. Uh, they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Whether you are an auto parts store or just a consumer, you are treated the same. Their prices are reliably low, and they are for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Pete, moving on here, and I, I mean, I do agree with you because the middle of this schedule, it is just, it, it's it's just an absolute, just, I mean, you get out of that Falcon game, and what, at worst, 3-1, and one, maybe the possibility of 4-0, and oh, and it does give you the opportunity for the offense, and we talked about this so much last year with the defense, give it time. It's going to take a little time for the defense. It did. It eventually came around, and this defense played excellent down the stretch um, for what turned out to be you know, a team overall that didn't achieve heights. But then the Chargers, obviously. Browns lost a close one of the Chargers last year. The Patriots, the Patriots just didn't win that game. They physically beat up the Cleveland Browns in that game. The Ravens. Um, Ravens, I would have loved for one of these games to be in September where they have a whole bunch of guys coming back from serious injuries um, where maybe they weren't back to full football health yet. But by you catching them that time, maybe not the case. Uh, your first taste of the Bengals, obviously, you know, Monday Night Football playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not sold on the Bengals. Um, I, I, you know, and, you know I, I know a lot of Bengals folks think just because they went to the Super Bowl last year. I, I mean, and I, we said this during the run, I, I don't know if the Bengals necessarily won some of those playoffs games as much as other teams may have lost them. So I, I'll admit I am not as concerned about the Cincinnati Bengals as some other folks are. Miami, who knows? I mean, I, you don't know. But with Miami, Pete, that you get to a trip that time of the year where it's a question of, you know, they're used to the heat. It's now November, could be 75. Maybe you guys aren't totally ready for it. The Bills, um, Buffalo is a tough place to play. Obviously, weather, you know, the Browns are used to that. Um, the Bills are a solid, solid football team. There's no way around it. 
Uh, Tampa coming to town. Again, this is a game where if you told me Tom Brady was still retired, you'd feel great about it. Texans, I don't think there's any fears there. Obviously, another uh, Bengal game. But then you got to stack that again with a Raven game. And Saints, I don't know what to make of the Saints just yet. Um, I think they are going, you know, maybe in the right direction as they are going through this cha- a lot of massive changes with the Saints, you know, Commanders, Steelers, Steelers. I, you know, again, I'm not really too concerned there. But these are teams, Pete, that you know the Browns, you know, have had some history with. You know, obviously they played the AFC West in 2019, showed pretty well then. I'm sorry, 2020 showed pretty well then. Um, but this is, I mean, that is a that is a murderer's row. And a lot of that's going to come down to team health. And it's going to come down to uh, how quickly, you know, the cohesiveness has come. It's also going to come down to on the offensive side of the ball is who's getting shit done at the wide receiver position besides Amari Cooper. Yeah, look, that's so much has to, to, to go correctly for them. And look, they've got a normal offseason. They just signed seven of their uh, draft picks you know, the day before rookie minicamp is supposed to start, they understand what's sort of at stake, um, that they have to get all these things ready. But your potential starting offense could include two wide receivers who have never caught a ball uh, in a Browns uniform. It, you know, if you include David Bell as a starting receiver, one of those three. Um, God forbid that, like, Nick Chubb twists his ankle, you know, in one of these games early – if you've got Brissett out there, like that's, there's just, there's no, no room for error. And it's not because they don't have depth. It's just the level of difficulty in the AFC. If you put the Browns in the NFC, you could, you could suspend Jacoby Brissett for 10 games and they still might make the playoffs because the <laughs> NFC is that bad, but the AFC just not. I mean, it, it's, if you don't get the division, you are in a contest with about eight teams who are going to be thinking they are good football teams vying for those wild card spots. Uh, that's brutal. Uh, you know, six teams, uh, you know, uh, yeah, six teams are going to end up, or seven teams uh, are going to end up in the playoffs, but that's going to leave five or six teams that came into the season with real aspirations going home. I mean, you just look at the AFC West. Um, that that whole division is is at least pretty good and and uh, believes themselves to be contenders. And two of those teams are probably going to be at home uh, for the playoffs. Like so, there's just so much there that the Browns have to be able to get right. They have to be able to get fortunate with injuries. They have to be able to integrate you guys properly. Um, they just they have a ton of talent, but they just have a lot to prove quickly uh, because they can't afford to have like a big lull at some season. It's just, it, it can get away from them in a hurry. And obviously that you, you mentioned the Bengals, like there are arguments to why they should regress. They got very lucky in the playoffs and in, in certain respects, but they've also be, improved their team. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe they fall back a little bit, but the Ravens are, are good again, sh- seemingly. Um, so, you know, that division is going to be, probably down to the wire and you have to at least go in thinking the Browns are at least right now at a disadvantage that could change. No Watts, you know, if Watts, no watching suspension and they get clowny back and they sign a guy like Akeem Hicks and guys stay healthy. You're sitting there going, okay, maybe, you know, they, they've got a shot at this, but 
there's just so many areas where things can go wrong with this team, even though they are very, very talented. I'm going to just disagree with you on this. Um, There are two starting defensive linemen on this team. Um, We don't know who one of them is, which basically proves your point. Um, One of those four guys is going to start at defensive tackle. Um, I doubt they're going to find a way to go sign two. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. They certainly can. They could go well, sign both well, Akeem Hicks and Eddie, Eddie Goldman, Goldman and, and Zach Kerr. There's any number of guys who are probably going to get released. But, yeah, I mean, it's possible that either Togi or Elliott ends up being one of the starting tackles. Uh, but, yeah, it's just – it's not a good group. And, and look, I, I actually – you know, we've talked about this. I think Togi could be a really, really good player. I just don't know if he's going to be ready for week one of this year to be that guy. Um, Maybe he's yeah. not going to have to be, though. Maybe he's not going to have to and getting much needed, legit game reps against, you know, obviously, you know, the Panthers, the Jets, you know, Steelers, well, you know, we'll see. Um, All that's going to be down is, you know, where's Kenny Pickett at? Falcons, um, you know, I mean, you know, where are they, you know, it's great that you drafted Drake to London, but what in the world is Marcus Mariota you going to do with him? Um, so, you know, there's that theory there as well. Um, so I, you know, I, I, and again, I do think that's enviable and this is probably a good spot because you're going to be able to get, David Bell hopefully integrated. You're going to see where Donovan is at. You're going to be able to hopefully get Anthony Schwartz comfortable again after which was a rough, rough rookie year with so much time missed. Um, you're going to see the way the tight end room is shaking out with David Njoku, with um, with Harrison Bryant, and of course whatever one is going to be added because I still think there's one coming. Uh, you know, look, I mean, Darren Fells has been talked about. I have no problem. With that, I don't. Five years old, I do baby think playmaker. Let's go. And the, well, the other thing always, is, the tank, know, the does had, had a history over. with Baker Mayfield. Had a history with Baker Mayfield, but did have a hell of a nice run with Deshaun Watson in Houston. Um, you know, I, I've heard some things about maybe Kyle Rudolph, which of course Kevin Stefanski, a rising um, you know, fell, had a relationship there. Look, the playmaker, look, the legend, the the one and only. Darren Fells. Um, and you know you hit heights when you're a role player, and we're actually going to remember what your God-given first name is. Um, so yeah, but it's you know, I so I think that's favorable because these are certainly in the beginning winnable games. While the Browns are going to go through a lot of adjustments. Look, there's only so much you can get to done in practices. You know, sometimes it's got to get out on the field and it plays out differently. Um, you know, the you know, look, I talked about this on Watson the other day. I am the, of the belief, unless something changes from this point going further, it's not 2022 we're worried about. Because right now, essentially the only thing the league can do would be a personal conduct po- policy. But the problem with that for the league is, what if something comes out in these civil hearings or something comes from that? The, they're going to end up in a situation where they suspended the player twice. And I don't think they're going to do that. That, you know, that becomes a slippery slope for the NFL. Um, and this probably ends up why a lot of these games are being played at 1 o'clock. And, you know, for a lot of you fans, probably going to be listening on the radio at soccer games, at kids' youth football games, maybe getting home at the, ta- you know, second half, things of that nature. Um, and certainly this is part of why this was done this way. Um, you know, Pete kind of dropped the ball here and maybe gave his prediction a little earlier here. Um, but we'll get back to that. We're going to get some final thoughts here. 2022 Cleveland Browns schedule release. Um, and I do love the fact that everybody and all the teams pumped this show, talked so much about this show. 
and every NFL team account at 8 o'clock just dropped the schedules themselves. So I didn't need to watch the show because your team just dropped the information that you needed. We're going to get back to a little bit more, Pete, here just a minute. Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked on Browns. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Pete, you're thinking somewhere in the range of 10 and 7, but you're saying that with an asterisk of the fact that you th- or are you factoring that in or are you thinking that's legitimately going to happen as far as maybe Deshaun Watson being forced to sit some this year? Um I, I my my feeling is uh the NFL is under a significant amount of pressure. Um and and the Trevor Bauer situation puts even more pressure on the NFL. Uh it's obviously a completely different league, but their suspension right now is two seasons. Um, so if you, you know, and and, and look, the NFL can. But it's not only two seasons. It's not only two. It's not only two seasons. They're not even factoring into the time that he's missed up until this point. It's two seasons from the time they dropped it on him. But go ahead. So if the NFL comes out and goes, we're not doing anything right now because we don't have enough information. They're right. And they're going to get crushed for it. They just are. I mean, it's difficult to do that where you're sitting there. Uh, you're going to have they're right in a court of law. They would be right within a court of law, but they would be wrong within a court of public opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, the opti- optics are a nightmare on that. So the, it just feels like the NFL is going to do something. And and look, the personal conduct policy basically gives the the ability to for the NFL to do whatever the hell they want. Um, on a certain level. And obviously any number of owners are angry at putting pressure on the league to do it. So I'm, let's put it this way. I am not putting myself in a position to be surprised he's suspended. I'm assuming um, the NFL is going to ultimately suspend him and, and, and go from there. So with a suspension, you know, whether it's six games or eight games, I'm assuming six based on previous precedent, um, that would put the Browns in a situation where they're probably at, you know, 10 and seven uh, or or potentially ending, coming into week 18, as it were, needing help to get in the postseason. If Watson is available the whole year, I think he's worth two to three wins on his own. Um, and then you get into that 12 and five, 13 and four range. Um, which would obviously put them right in the mid- hunt uh, for the playoffs and possibly the division. It's just, um, it, you know, <laughs> at some point I just, you know, <laughs> expect the banana peel to show up <laughs> on this whole thing, and and <clears throat> and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get caught by surprise and go. Oh, you know, I, I wrote about this a month ago. Uh, that I thought the NFL might be in a tough spot as far as suspending him for all these reasons that, that the trial is getting pushed back and they uh, might just not get enough information by that point. But um, 
it's just difficult to believe that the NFL is going to say, no, go ahead, go play the, go play the whole year. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, but again, you know, it's the thing of, you know, basically you double jeopardy um, because if it does come out and, you know, and look, I'm going by what is being spoken. And if most of this is going to fall to after the NFL season, they're in a case of like a double jeopardy thing where, you know, suspending them twice. Look, they can do whatever the hell they want. If they want to suspend them twice, they're going to suspend them twice. Um, I just, you know, don't know if that is essentially going to be the route they go. And I'm speaking on what we've seen from this league for years. Um, and, you know, a lot of times with some of these players, it came down to NFL franchises themselves bailing out the league with the, you know, Ray Rice's of the world and just saying, you know, there's 275 other running backs that are available. We won't entertain a thought of signing this guy. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Again, obviously, that, that is the hugest, hugest factor on any success this team can have this year. Um, does it help that you have experience against the Chargers? You have experience against the Patriots? Probably certainly helps. Uh, you know, obviously, the Bengals, the way they're constructed. The Ravens, the way they're constructed. The Steelers, it's, it's going to be new. And again, look, it's going to be difficult for me to talk Anytime about Kenny Pickett, I, you know, as I've mentioned before, Kenny Pickett's you know, personal quarterback coach is someone I've known for a long, long time. So to, you know, get into that and, you know, we'll base it on what Kenny Pickett does on the field. But I am going to go with this. Um, you tell me you're getting Deshaun Watson for the entire 2022 season. I am going to go on record. I don't normally do this type of thing. If you're getting Deshaun Watson for the entire 2022 regular season, the Cleveland Browns are going to win the AFC North. I know the Bengals have done some work, but I do not believe the Bengals are vastly better than they were last year. And again, I'm not going to stop saying this. You know, the Tennessee Titans needed to stop featuring Derrick Henry when the other running back was running the ball better. And they had more playmakers and they had Ryan Tannehill. And they lost that game because they made it a point to try to get Derrick Henry back on track in the playoffs. The reason they lost that game. Kansas City Chiefs played that game at times like they had already had the game won. You got flashy, you kept it too close, and then all of a sudden it came back to bite you in the ass. You, The reason I say this about Deshaun Watson is I firmly believe that if the Bengals went, I mean, if the Cleveland Browns went as in on Deshaun Watson, all that they invested draft capital-wise, all that they invested financially at $238 million. You do all of those things, you feel Deshaun Watson is going to be the ultimate difference maker for your football team. So if this is what these people, and you know, I sit here and I talk about what they do and the due process and the thought process that is put into the moves they make. If Deshaun Watson is playing 17 games for the Cleveland Browns in 2022, the Cleveland Browns are going to be the AFC North champions. I I just think that is the way it is going to go. I'm not truly scared about the other teams in the AFC North. Pittsburgh is going to be bumps and bruises going through a new transition after almost two decades with one quarterback. The Ravens, I think the Ravens, the thing that concerns me the most, Pete, is where, you know, with Hollywood Brown going, where is Lamar Jackson and you want to know what they keep saying? Oh, well, he can sign his extension at any time. My thinking there is if you were going to give him over $200 million, you would have signed that contract yesterday. 
Um, and the Bengals, again, you know, and I understand because we all did this. Like, like what Bengals fans are doing right now is what we all did last year. Granted, the Browns didn't get to the Super Bowl, but to get to the playoffs, win a playoff game, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers butts in Heinz Field. And you came out all excited and, da, 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 and you didn't think, oh, well, that could go wrong. That could go wrong. That could blow up in your face. That could blow up in your face. Granted, the Bengals roster is constructed differently. Their quarterback is better and to this point, not injured. But Pete, I don't know if it's 12 and five. I don't know if it's 13 and four, but we are going to be sitting here and it will be January, uh, January 7th or January 8th. And the Browns will be your AFC North champions. Some fun games this year, a second game in Cleveland this year on Halloween, uh, certainly Christmas Eve with the Saints. Um, it kills me that the NFL, I know January 1st and college bowl games aren't what they used to be, but it kills me that the NFL will play that day. You know, that should, you know, I hate when they run over the college football system. But Pete, I, I'm on record, put me down, Cleveland Browns to win the AFC North in 2022. Um, look again on talent. I think you can make that case. Now, again, I hope, the, I hope Andrew. Of course, Barry's, I'm also assuming I, I'm assuming Jadavian Clowney's coming back. These things. Yeah, I, I hope Andrew Barry is going to not, not going to roll out Chase Winovich week one and be like, all right, Jeff, let's see it. Uh, but, <laughs> um, look again, I, I just look at it from the standpoint of these other teams know who they are. Um, and that's a huge advantage. And it doesn't mean the Browns can't get there. Um, they understand what's going on. I mean, for all the, you know, obvious reasons why Deshaun Watson would want to be in Berea as often as humanly possible. um, It's also beneficial for whatever you do. Don't leave the building. The best thing for him to do would be to move into the building. Yes. I mean, you know, the the progressive ads for Baker Mayfield for, for the last couple of years, you know, Watson should legitimately move into the building because then it would actually help him, to avoid uh, dealing with as much uh, court stuff, but uh, look again, if they if the Browns don't if the Browns avoid a Watson suspension this year, all cards are on the table as far as how, how far they can go. Um, certainly, there are things that have to be adjusted, figured out along the way. But again, if if they can get rolling in that first month of the season, they could get pretty damn good. And, and by the end of the year, you're sort of you know. You, if you get in the tournament, we'll see. But they they are they are definitely a contender for the division at that point, and maybe they can set themselves up with a, a really nice seating. Uh, I'm not as confident about the division as you are, but I certainly am not going to dispute the fact that they would have the talent to do it. Um, it, it just then becomes about making everything work. Uh, they've got a good coaching staff. They've got <clears throat> the pieces to do it, and now it's just making what happens on the field. And – Part of that is we assume that Deshaun Watson is going to be the Deshaun Watson he was with the Houston Texans for the start of his career. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe he's he's every bit as great. Maybe he's even better than he was with Houston. I'm just curious to see what happens. Not only has he spent a year away from the field um, and, and playing, obviously he's been working, but not playing the game. And then whether you know guilt or innocence aside – does that aspect of his life start to weigh on him? And does that make a difference? Does the climate make a difference to him? Um, I assume he will adjust and ultimately be fine because he's going to be here doing it. It's not going to be like a road trip, but there's just all these things where you sit in there and go, 
how sure are we that Deshaun Watson can uh, walk in and be a top five quarterback in the NFL? It's, it's at least a question worth asking. And, well, and, you know, and, and the point you're bringing up here, and it is totally a, a fair point. The point is, is, you know, where is he truly mentally? You know what I'm saying? With all of this still out there, as far as civil suits, you know, where is it? And is it, you know, you know is it truly weighing on him? You know, you can say things like, I believe I'm tr- truly innocent. Um, but till it's all finally over in, in the past, you know, where is your mind at? You know, what kind of, you know, how strong of a minded person is Deshaun Watson to be able to block out all of this, focus on his craft, focus on his task, for, focus on learning a new offensive system, learning a playbook, learning new coaches, learning an entire new set of wide receivers, tight ends, the running backs. Um, transitioning to a new city, a new fandom, where some of the fandom is not appreciative of the fact that he's even here, not necessarily that they would prefer Baker Mayfield um, to say, but so there's a lot on this young man's plate right now. And, you know, none of us know how, you know, truly he's handling it, if he's handling it well, if he's able to go through his normal daily routines every single day, um, with all that is going on with his, you know, personal life and all of this, you know, legal stuff around him. So it's a really, 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 really tough, you know, scenario to predict all of this. But you tell me you're getting in for 17 games. This team invested the foreseeable future, draft capital wise, financial wise. It better be the real thing. And it, it, it better be the real thing because now you're talking about, you know, job security for people who made these moves so that, you know, for me, if they went as all in as they went in for me, that tells me they think it's going to work out the way they expect it to work out. Pete's going to have everything for you over at Brown's digest, obviously ton of coverage. Pete's been doing the uh, deep um, analysis here on every draft pick over the last week or so. Make sure you're checking those out. They've all been excellent, great in detail. Some really good things, so make sure you're checking that out. Um, make sure you are checking, of course, everything out. Sports Illustrated, Browns Digest, Pete and the team killing it over there. Uh, follow my buddy, always, uh, at underscore Pete Smith, underscore. Uh, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open, as you all know. Uh, me, personally, at Jeff, underscore LJ, underscore Lloyd. Uh, same thing. DMs are open. Um, again, to everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, I cannot appreciate it enough. Um, we always crush this time of year, draft coverage, post-draft coverage. Um, this is the time, you know, where it does start to lull a little bit. And of course, you know, we got rookie camp starting tomorrow. Seven out of nine guys, from what I've heard, is they expect all nine draft picks to be under contract and ready to go tomorrow. If you hear that one of these guys is maybe not participating tomorrow, because the Browns most likely do not want the player on the field without a contract, the player most likely does not want to be on the field without a contract as well. So don't be surprised if that possibly comes to pass as only two Browns draft picks have not put pen to paper to this point. Um, We're going to close it out here. Obviously, we all knew who they were playing. We did not know the structure of the schedule. Soft beginning, soft close, a absolute, you know, juggernaut 
uh, you know, for about a 10 week period with the buy included. Um, and we'll see how it all plays out. Of course, you know, we say all this now um, and, you know, come week six, week seven, some teams don't look like they're supposed to. I think we all know that story. Browns fans, we just witnessed it. Um, but here it is. It's final. We have it. It's official. And now all eyes are basically towards, you know, Sunday, September 11th, going down to Carolina, Matt rule, who will be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't have a clue. Um, could it maybe be an old friend quarterbacking the Panthers that day? Could it be a rookie? Could it be Sam Darnold who the Browns have certainly seen? Um, but you know, we got, it. it's official. Uh, we broke it down for you guys the best that we can. Uh, appreciate you along for being along for the ride with us. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.